0: Well, there is peace in the midst of your storm. How many of you are going through a storm? Maybe a mild storm, a a mild storm, a semi-storm. You know, I don't mind the storms, but, you know, I hate the turbulence. Amen. (laughs) Amen. But, you know, God was impressing upon me how much he is with us even when things seem rocky. Amen. Even when things seem like you don't have an answer, this is a perfect opportunity for God to come in and show you his power. Amen. Show you how much he loves you. Show you his, um, just his, his care you know, that he has for us because he cares. He cares about everything that we go through, you know. You know, uh, sometimes we think everything is a big deal, you know, and sometimes it's really not after we make it, after we pass through the, you know. But God is with us, and the Bible says he is with us as a mighty, terrible one. Amen? And so God knows what he's doing. He has the power to get us through whatever comes our way. I'm not saying that whatever we go through is pleasant. It's not. But I can tell you this much, God will pull you through. Amen? He is with you. And he was speaking to me about storms, and this is the one thing that I believe well, we all know that every storm has an eye, or it has a, a center, where the turbulence starts. But you know, God was saying, if you just rest in the in the eye of the storm, you know. Just stay in that, in the center or in the the, the eye of the storm. See, we're, it's like this. This is the eye or the center of a storm. And then you know all the wind and the turbulence is around the edges of it. And this is where we are. We're on that edge trying to fix things. Are y'all here today? And that's why we get slung to and fro. Amen. But if we just stay with God. And allow God to place us where he wants us. You know, everything that we go through has a, a, a place of rest. You can rest in the midst of a storm. There is a place of peace in the midst of the storm. And that's right in the middle of God. Amen. God is in the center of every storm that you go through. He is with you. Amen. The Bible says it's a mighty terrible one. And so he wants to help us through we are not alone, and so we must start to get in a habit, make it a daily practice to trust God and understand that he is with us every day no matter what we go through. Amen? No matter how turbulent, you know, the, you know things may get. I'm sure uh, Marines or whoever that's on boats and on ships, you know, they're, they're used to the turbulence. But, you know, they've been on the ships when it's mild and pleasant, and they've been on the ship when it's rocky and turbulent. And peace is better, you know. It's better to be on a boat when there's peace and everything is going smooth. But even if the winds kick up and and things look confusing, everything is all, you know, at disarray. God is in the middle of your situation with you. And so this is something that we need to understand and not forget. And yes, there'll be times when you have to remind yourself or ask God, where are you? (laughs) But God is always there. He will never leave us nor forsake us. And so he is there right in the middle of our situation, working things together so that it'll work for us working to the good amen sometimes we wonder why we we have to go through things and i don't know why i I wonder those things too but one one thing i can say is god never deserts us he's always there with us amen so the bible tells us to lay aside every weight that we have and i think while going through the storms of life if we would learn to lay aside every weight, lay aside these things, cast them upon the Lord, amen? And this is why he tells us that. He tells us that so we won't try to carry the burden of everything that we're going through, so that we won't try to fix it, because sometimes we can't. Do what you can, and all that you can't do, allow God to do it, amen? And so lay aside every weight, everything that may... Uh, binds you or everything that may uh, confuse you. And it says, and run this race with patience and finish the course. So when storms arise, most people don't finish the course because they don't know how to lay aside every weight. They're They're not in the center or in the eye of the storm with God. They're on the outskirts of it getting tossed and turned. You know, is this making sense to anybody because my arm is tired? Amen. (laughs) So get it, okay? And we're busy trying to fix it. Amen. And we all do it until we get worn out. And then when we get worn out, it gets fixed, doesn't it? Because when we get out of God's way, then he starts to fix things. Amen. Because that's amen. That's the kind of God we serve. Now, sometimes we get in the way because his ways are not like our ways and his thoughts are higher. So most of the time, God is working in our behalf. He's working behind the scenes fixing things and putting things in its right order, and then here we are on the outskirts of the storm trying to do things, and it's probably not how God would do it because his ways are not like ours. His thoughts are higher than ours, amen? And so he's fixing things one way, and we're fixing things another, and it just doesn't, it prolongs the situation. And so I'm here to tell you that God is with you, whatever you're facing, you are not alone. Sometimes you may feel like you're alone, but you are not alone. God is with you, amen? And I'm telling you, his word has gone before this situation. And you can tell the devil it is written. I'm just going to make that my word for this week. And you should make it yours. It is written. Amen. Devil, it is written. God has already said it. I believe it. And that ends it. Amen. And this is what uh, Jesus did when he was tempted of the devil. He told him, it is written. And if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for us. Amen. Amen. So we're to run this race with patience. And this is the only way we'll finish the course, is to keep God in the the center of our hearts and our thoughts and our minds. Amen. Philippians 4 tells you what to think. Think on these things, things that are good. Pure, lovely. A Good report, see God tells us everything, and we don 't follow through sometimes He even tells us what to focus on amen don 't focus on the storm if you focus on the storm you 'll get caught up in that whirlwind, amen, and so we have to get out of god 's way and allow him to do what He wants to do because He wants to fix these things, and then sometimes it looks like we 're out there by ourselves, you know, just so, you know, whatever a boat does when it just going along with no power and, you know, just drifting. That's what I'm trying to say. But God is with us, amen. We don't drift in any direction that God doesn't want us to go if we're right with him, you know. He always makes sure that we're going in the right direction, amen. So it's no time. This is no time to be burnt out. Or tired. (laughs) But this is the time to finish strong. Amen. You will finish strong. So, amen, so whatever is going on that's not of God in your life, and sometimes it is God, but know that God is with you, and there is peace in the midst of a storm, amen? There is peace in everything that will come your way. You have to find that peace, amen? And you find that peace by staying close to God. You must stay close to God. eh? You must trust him, trusting in him and trusting him to bring things to pass, to bring things in order and set them in order the way it was planned in the beginning. Amen. God does not have any bad plans for anybody. His plans for us are good all the time. His thoughts toward us are good. And so we need to start to trust him. Amen. Trust him in everything that we do. So let's go to Hebrews 12. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews twelve when you get in a fix or if you get um, in a situation where you don't know what to do, it's always good to turn to Hebrews and and look at how those people in Hebrews I call them the Hebrew heroes, how they how they handle things, amen, how they finish strong because they all finished strong, and they they had all one thing in common. And that was they had a relationship with the Lord. Amen. And that they trusted him in every way that they knew to trust him. So if you're just trying to make it from day to day, that's no way to live. If you're barely surviving... You've taken your eyes off of God. You've taken your eyes off Jesus. You know, that's what happened. You know, you can always pull yourself back in, and you can always get better and and get victory when you pull yourself back in. Stop looking at what you see in the natural and fix your eyes. Focus on the Lord. Focus on what he's doing. Focus on what he's telling us to do. Because nine times out of ten, God has given us instructions that we're not even aware of because we're so busy being um, tossed in and torn by what we're going through, by situations. And most of the time, they're not that bad because every situation has an answer. But we, we don't hear God's instructions because we're so overwhelmed by what we're going through because we want it easy all the time. But life is tough, and I believe it's getting tougher. Amen? But God is with us. You know, he's there. He's a problem solver. He's not the problem maker, like most people think. You know, people say, well, why does God sit there and, and allow these things? We allow it. Because he's given us the power to disallow or to allow. Amen. Well, that didn't go over well, but it's still true. You know, he, you know, the Satan is the author of confusion. He's the author of bad things. He attacks God's people. But God is the answer. But we can't get so wrapped up in what we're going through that we don't allow God to help us. I know things are overwhelming. I've been through some overwhelming situations, but... I'm so thankful that God always found a way to get in there. Hey, hey, remember me? <laughs> and I, I, I totally forgot him. I said, oh, yeah, you know, God has the answer to everything that I'm going through. And so it's good to not forget God and not forget that he has a plan for our lives. Amen. So we don't have time to be in self-pity. We don't have time to be um wasting cuz time is winding down amen but god has the answer for us but we have to get our eyes and our minds uh from being fixed on our natural surroundings you know peter was how can i say it he had he was trusting in jesus and it was his idea to walk on water it wasn't it wasn't jesus's idea Peter wanted to walk on water because he believed that Jesus had all power. And that if Jesus commanded him to do anything, Peter believed that he could do it under Jesus' power and anointing. And so when he said, Lord, if you bid me to come, you know, and if you tell me to come, I'll come. And Jesus said, well, come. And when he said, come, Peter got up and walked on water. But when that storm Instead of him staying centered with Jesus, he, he started to get on the outskirts. See, you get on the out, that's what I'm, I'm saying. That I'm calling it that. But when you get on the outskirts of a storm, you started to take notice of what's going on around you. And Peter started to notice what was going on around him. And when he realized, I'm walking on water like Jesus... He got scared. Fear came in. See, when you look and you notice where you are, fear steps in. Most of the time, if you don't look around you and notice your natural surroundings, you won't even know you're going through something bad, (laughs) you know? But when you start to observe your surroundings like Peter did, that's when he lost his faith in what was going on, and the situation went haywire. But I admire Peter. Because he had the nerve to, I want to walk on water like Jesus. Because, you know, when they first saw Jesus walking on water, they thought he was a ghost. And he says, don't fear, it is I, it's me. And so he says, wow, well, if you're doing it, I want to come out there with you and have some fun. You know what I'm saying? And so he did. He walked on water. But he walked on water because his total uh, attention, his total focus was on the Lord. But when he broke focus, that's when he, you know, he started to fall. And it's the same way with our everyday lives. Don't break focus. Keep your focus on the Lord. Amen? And when your focus is on the Lord, you will not fail. There's no failure when you are focused. Amen? You have to stay focused and not pay attention to your natural surroundings. Don't pay attention to what's going on. Yes, it's a battle. But if it were not possible, God would not allow us to get into these situations. Amen? So no more barely surviving. Hallelujah. Proverbs 23, 6, if you write that down, Proverbs 23, 6, it says, let your eyes observe God's ways. Amen. You don't observe what the devil is doing, but let your eyes observe what God is doing, his ways. And that's a full-time job. If you do that, you won't have time to fall into any kind of diverse temptations or fall into fear because there's no time for that. It may look like you're going under, but you're going over. Even if you fall, even if, you know, I I was thinking to myself when Peter fell into the water, I said, well, Jesus, let me try it again. Can I get up again? You understand what I'm saying? Because there's always a second and a third and a fourth chance. Amen. (laughs) You're never out for the count. If you fall, get back up with the Lord And repent, do whatever you need to do, and try it again. And I would have said, I want to walk on water again. Amen. But you know what? Peter did it once. I think he was satisfied. It proved. I think he had something to prove to himself. And he proved that God was with him. Amen. And through him, all things are possible. Praise God. So let us, did we go to uh, Hebrews 12? But we didn't read it, did we? (laughs) <laughs> Hebrews twelve one, It says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. And so this is what God wants us to do. He wants us to lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Amen. And so if we purpose in our hearts to stay clean with God, keep short accounts with God, in other words... And if you start start to fall, like Peter fell, you know, get back with God. Re- get back up, repent, and stay close to him. Amen? And so it says and, it says, and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Now, that may not mean that you did a whole lot of, you know, whatever. But it's easy to fall into or be ensnared in sin because what we're really talking about is sin. Breaking focus is sin. Amen. Taking your eyes off of God and, and putting your eyes or allowing your eyes to stay fixed on a situation that's not good, a situation that looks impossible. You know, that's all the reason to not look at it, because it looks impossible. Amen? But you know what? The Word of God says what's impossible with man is possible with God. So nothing is impossible with God. Amen? And so He's given us His Word. But then we allow, we still allow certain situations to break our focus. That's sin. And so God expects us to stay with him and stay in the love of God, stay in in a relationship with God, where he can, you know, uh, shelter you from all of these things. And that's what he does. He shelters us from harshness. He shelters us from these things that bind us, these things that are mind-boggling to us. He will shelter us from it if you would continue to... Stay with him and allow him to mentor us through whatever it is that we're going through. Does that make sense? Amen. So let's finish in in uh, 12. It says, lay aside every weight and the sin which has easily ensnared us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And so when the Bible tells you to run, you don't have time to when you mess up, you don't have time to sulk about it. Because you know what? When you're sulking and when you're going over rehearsing what you did wrong, it's good to get that straightened out with God. And that's what I mean by short keep short accounts with God. And once you repented and you've taken care of that, forget about that. R- continue to run. Get up, put your running shoes on, and continue to run this race with patience. Amen. Because people who finish the course do not stay stuck, amen, in a certain situation. They continue to run, you know, and, they, and the biggest thing I think it is is forgive, us forgiving ourselves. Because you know how you look back and you say, I can't believe I was so stupid, you know. But see, the devil wants you to park there. But you can't. You don't have time. And, amen. And so we, what we need to do is move on. Yes, we missed it. But you don't have to continue to miss it. But this is why the devil puts condemnation on us. So we will continue to miss the mark. Amen. But we don't have time. And God does not want us to miss the mark. He wants us to continue to run this race with patience. Because he wants us to finish this course. And you won't finish if you keep looking back at what you missed, looking back at what didn't happen, looking back at what could have been, amen, but we're to continue to go forward in God expecting things to turn out better than it did yesterday, amen, if you didn't, if things didn't turn out the way you wanted it yesterday, look for tomorrow to be a better day, amen, but if you keep looking back at what went wrong, see, and and it'll harass you, And sometimes, let me tell you, it's harassing you because you have not repented in your heart. Let me tell you what trying to make sense of things does. Keeps you from repenting. Because if you can see, it's been excuses. We start to make excuses for ourselves. Amen. You ever done that before? And then just to make yourself feel better? You say, well, I wouldn't have did that, but so-and-so gave me that bad advice, and then I went I took this turn, and I should have went and see. And that's doing nothing but compromising, and that's sin. And so what we need to do is stay faithful to God because he's faithful to us. And when he shows us a, short, a shortcoming or he shows us a weakness in ourselves, we need to just be man and woman enough to say, I missed it, but I don't want to miss it. And, you know, if you have a right attitude, you won't miss it a second time. Amen. Amen. Isn't it wonderful that God never gets tired of us and our shenanigans? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have done that, but, you know, I was over here doing this, and I had too much to do. You know, and it's, it's just, God, I'm sorry. And mean it from your heart and move on. And you'll be surprised of the opportunities that will continue to come your way. Amen. God's not finished with you, and he's not finished with me. Amen. He is not finished with us because of our sin, but he says to run with endurance the race that is set before us. And verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Amen. He is the author. He, he's the beginning of your faith. See, you're, you're not just here trying to get faith to get this done. Jesus is the, the beginning of your faith, and he's the end of your faith. Amen. And right in the middle, we're in the middle and we don't know which way to turn. Well, we need to just relax and trust God because he has us. You know, He, he gives us power to get wealth and he gives us the measure of faith. Everything that we need, God gives us, and he's given us enough to get the job done. Amen? Our thing is trusting him because he gives us uh, choices in life. Sometimes I wish he didn't. (laughs) But he gives us choices, and we make the best choice that we think we should make at that time. But it's never too late to repent for a bad choice. But see, let me tell you something about human nature. You know, we're naturally sinful by nature, naughty by nature, maybe I'll say that, And we're always trying to cover something that we did wrong instead of just saying, God, I messed up, because he knows. Now, if it's man to man, I don't know what you messed up, and it's not my business. But but with God, we have to make a different standard, a higher standard. Amen? It's like, God, I know you know I messed up. And so help me to do better so that I can move on and be in the place that I want to be. Amen? You know, it's easy to miss it. But it's also easy to get back on the right road and get it right with God. Amen? Looking to Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith, for who for the joy, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Amen? Despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. And so for our joy, for his joy, for my joy, and for your joy, he endured the cross. Why? So that we wouldn't have to go through what we put ourselves through. It's not as hard sometimes as we make it to be. But God is with us and he loves us. I think I need to go into verse 3. It says, For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself. Least you become weary and discouraged in your soul. Amen. Now, what, how do we come weary in our souls? Through worries and cares. the car- Carrying more than we're, we're supposed to carry. And not allowing what Jesus did on that cross. He just mentioned what he did on that cross. That was supposed to end everything for us. Amen? I'll read it again. For consider, consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. He took all of that so we wouldn't become so burdened and so weary with our situation. We just, he already took that. You know, he took our pain. He took our discouragement. He took all of these this things that can come against us so that we won't become weary because God knows we will. Amen? We become weary if we don't feel some type of release. But Jesus has already gone to that cross for our release, our quick release. Amen. And so we need to learn to cast our cares upon him. And we we don't do that. We carry all of these hurts and wounds and all of these troubles because we think we're supposed to. Amen. But it's not your worry. It's Jesus's. And he's already settled that on Calvary. Amen. So we walk free Through his grace and mercy, we walk free from all of these things that entangle us and and bind us. And so we need to learn. I think we should learn how to cast our care. We don't know how. Sometimes I think we need, because I had to learn how. I didn't know how to let things go. And I had to allow the Holy Spirit to teach me how to let things go so God could help me. God wanted to help me, but he couldn't help me because I was too busy trying to help myself. Is that making sense? And so I was in my own way. And that's not good. It's called pride. And pride comes before the fall. Amen. So endure so that you don't become weary and discouraged in your souls. Because God is bigger than any storm that you'll ever be faced with. God is bigger than the storms of life, and don't allow yourself to become beaten down by disappointments or given up on your hopes and dreams. Your hopes and dreams deserve a chance to come to fruition, amen. But we cut our own, we cut ourselves off because we from seeing what it could have been because we cut, cut ourselves off from God unintentionally. But we do it. But, you know, when you find out that you're going down a wrong road or you're thinking wrong, it's so good that God allows you to come back. It's just, so, it's just as simple as, God, I messed up and just put me on the right path. And all you need to do is open up your Bible and get in the Word. One, one word from God can straighten out a whole mess. Amen. Hallelujah. One word, one scripture in your brain can straighten things out. Amen? Even if it's you're dealing with somebody else that has wronged you, one word from God can straighten everything out. Amen? So don't underestimate the power of prayer, the power of a relationship with God, the power of allowing God to be your best friend. You know, you hear a lot of rappers say, you know, Jesus is my homie and all this stuff. But do you really know him? Amen. It's more than just the same, but it's, it's a relationship that you put in equal time. You have to put any relationship that's not uh, given time and love and support won't work. And, but God is always there. He, he knows he's going to take the, the, <laughs> the worst end of it, but he's prepared for that because he loves us so much. Amen. And so we need to um, allow God to come in and don't don't be afraid to tell God your business. He knows it already. Amen. <laughs> well, you know I didn't want to bother God with my business. Well, He already knows your business. Amen. And so don't be afraid to let Him in on your everyday um, whatever it is that you do. Most of the time we don't want to talk to God about it because we know it's wrong. Or there's something wrong with it, or it needs a little tweaking, and we're not willing to do that because we like it just the way it is. We like being in control. Amen. But God wants the control. He'll get it one way or the other because he called us from the very foundations of the earth. My life, your life belongs to him. Amen. And in him we live and move and have our being. In other words, we have nothing without God. We should not try to have a, a, a life without him or a life around him. Or we put him in a certain box over here and we have our life free to do what we want over here. That's not what, what we're called to do. Amen? But, you know, we're children of God and we be, when we become born again, we've given our life away. Amen? It doesn't belong to us. It belongs to him. God has a plan and a purpose for our life, and we need to trust him in it. Amen. So let's go to Philippians 3. Hallelujah. Trust God in everything. He knows what you need. He knows us better than we know ourselves. You ever found out something about yourself you lived so many years didn't know? And you say, wow. But God knew. And he's steady. He's always trying to show us more things about ourselves that we don't know. Which goes to show you he knows us better than we know ourselves. Amen. But so how can we not trust him with the life that he created and gave us? Amen. So in Philippians 3, verse 13, hallelujah, it talks about forgetting things that are behind you. And I think we we just talked about that in Hebrews 12. So it says in 13, brethren, I do not count myself, and this is Paul talking, to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Amen? So you can't leave things behind and reach towards what's ahead with with baggage. You know, when you get on an airplane, you can only take so much baggage on that plane because you become too much weight. If we carry too much baggage, it's too weighty. And you know what we do? We crash and burn. God says, let empty yourselves and and cast your cares upon me. You know, all of that weight and all of this baggage, you don't need it. And so God says, give it to me so that you'll have peace. Amen? But we don't do it all the time. We try to still smuggle that, that last little bag on the plane. Amen? We try to smuggle it on. And we do the same thing with God. We try to hold on. Are y'all here today? We try to hold on to this one little situation that's so delicate we are afraid to give to God. That's sneaking that last bag on Amen. <laughs> but God says, "No. Nah, uh, uh, I weighed that. That stuff has been weighed, and I know that's extra baggage. And you can't <laughs> you can't have it." Amen. You can't smuggle it on. You can't hold that stuff from God. You can't hide it from God. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we need to allow God to come in and help us. And this is all he wants to do. He wants to help us so that we will enjoy life. Amen. And this is all he wants us to do, enjoy life. Hallelujah. So let's see. Let's get back to Philippians. Where was that? 3.13. And it says here, um, I'm going to go to 14. Did I finish 13? Okay. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching... Forward to those things which are ahead. I press forward. I press forward toward the, the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. I press toward the goal of the prize of the upward call. Amen. It's a blessing for for God to use you. It's a, a blessing for Him to want to give us a prize i believe that prize is victory amen but you know we we won't get it if we don't trust god all this is all god is telling you today is to unload your burdens on him amen and when the storm arise and the the winds and the rain and the and everything beat and get, when things get crazy Get out of whack. And when the burdens get too heavy, allow him to help you. Don't try to carry this stuff on your own. Because we cannot, we're not fixed to carry it. Amen. God didn't, he, he didn't construct us like that. Amen. And this is why we get weary, worn down, torn. Amen. Not saying things won't happen That that uh you know, distress us because there, you know, there's death in families, things like that, that we cannot handle on our own, and it's a distressor, and it, but I'm talking about everyday things that happen, and eventually they get better, and they get better because God, finally, when we get worn out, we, oh, God, help me, you know, I don't know what to do, and he just wants us to do that first, amen, that's all it is. Hallelujah. He wants to keep our relationship so that we feel free to invite him in at any time. And this is what he wants, but we don't do it like that. We get worn out. Not all of us, but, and then I believe we're learning. I know I certainly am. Take it to him first. Don't even try to deal with it because I don't want to get worn out. Amen. But God is such a a good God and he cares. And this is all, it's it's just showing, he wants to show his great love for us. Amen. He wants to love us in such a way, but we, we think God wants to punish us us for something so i'm not going to talk to him amen but he already knows the situation and he already has an answer amen so press toward the goal the twist (laughs) press toward the goal of the prize amen there is peace in the midst of every storm amen hallelujah why don't we turn to hebrews 4 we go back to hebrews Sorry to have you going back and forth, but that's how it is. It's rocky on the on the water sometimes. <laughs> the storm gets rocky sometimes. Amen. We just have to make some adjustments. Hold on to your peace and remain stable. This is what God wants us to do during the storms of life. Remain stable. How do you remain stable? By holding on to your peace. Amen. Don't let peace run away from you. Don't wrestle with your situation, but trust God. See, we wrestle because we don't trust God. Amen. You know, the Bible tells us in, I think it's Ephesians 6, it tells us not to wrestle with flesh and blood. We wrestle with the wrong things. Amen. But we wrestle with our situation instead of trusting God But because he's bigger, he's bigger than any situation we can be involved in. He's bigger than the storms of life. But we continue to wrestle because I think we're so used to trying to handle things, we don't realize what we're doing. I know sometimes I look up, I'm in the middle of a situation, and I'm like, how did I get here, you know? And then I said, I didn't ask God what his opinion was on this, or, or I can get ahead of him. You know, or get behind him. <laughs> but thank God he gives us opportunities to fix things and you know, he'll open that door of opportunity for us where we can get on solid ground, get get grounded in the word and in our faith and in our confession so that we can get back where we're supposed to be and redeem the time. In God good. Amen. See, it's up to us to redeem the time. That's not God's job. He tells us to redeem the time. But he'll help us do it. But it takes some honesty between you and God. Amen. But he'll do it. Amen. He'll allow us to get back where we were. Now, how many bosses or, I don't know, whoever, I know parents are, are will do it. But how many people do you know will let you get back where you were before you messed up with them, you know, or before you did, you know, whatever you did. Most of the time, the boss will demote you. You understand? When you mess up so bad. Or they'll, uh, what is that, when they give you some time off? Yeah, they'll suspend you. Or they'll give you some type of action to show that you messed up. But God doesn't do that. Amen? Amen. You can get right back where you were with him. Amen. No penalty. No penalty. Amen. Now, people have long memories, but God doesn't. He doesn't throw things up in your face. He doesn't lay you off for two weeks. He doesn't suspend you because of bad behavior. Amen. God is good. Amen. He is so good. And it's good to have him as a friend. Amen, so the center or the eye of the storm is where you can get rest and calm because there's calm. You ever heard that saying there's calm after every storm you ever heard seen the sun come out and it's been hailing and doing everything in, in, during a storm, and then all of a sudden here comes the sun, and you don't and your the roof of your house is blown off, and it doesn't look like it, and you're saying. I don't believe what happened. You know what I am You can get in situations where all hell breaks loose. And then the next day, the sun is shining. You know, the flowers even bloomed a little bit more. And you wonder what's going on. Well, that's calm after the storm. But with God, you don't have to wait until after the storm. You can have calm and find that peace within the storm. Amen? And and all you have to do is trust God trust God. And when you're going through the eye, that eye of the storm, you're in the center and you're not being tossed and turned. Amen. Going off, you know, and just being upset. And, and trying to get your bearing again. You don't have to do that when you're trusting God. Because he gives you peace in the midst of a storm. He gives you rest. He gives you calm. All of these things you get as a bonus because you're trusting him. Amen. And sometimes when we don't know to trust him, when we're so absorbed with what's going on, God gives us calm anyway. Amen. Hallelujah. Because he's on the inside of everything that's going on in your life. Hallelujah. So believe and trust God's plan. God has a plan for all of us, and it's going to come to fruition. Amen. With your help or without it. Take longer if you're you working against him. But he, everything that you're going through will come to an end. Isn't that wonderful? Whatever it is unpleasant that you are going through will come to an end. Hallelujah. Praise God. It won't go on forever. If you have sickness, it will come to an end. Amen. There is healing at the end of the road. You know, if you have a certain situation that... In litigation or whatever it is, it will come to an end because God is with you, Amen. If you're down and discouraged, that discouragement will let you go at some point, Amen. Because it has to, because God will step in and He'll change things. All you do is cry out to Him, Amen. Hallelujah. Did we go to Hebrews four? Hebrews four three, it says, "For for we who have believed." Do enter that rest. So in other words, if you believe, you enter into that rest. As he has said, so I swore in my wrath that they not enter into the rest. See, he was angry at the children of Israel because they would not trust him. They wouldn't enter into his rest. But the children of God, there is rest. There is hope. There is peace. Amen. When you when you are going through... There is a a rest that you enter into. So always trust God. Obey Him. And rest from further flesh abilities. See, our flesh will take any opportunity. It's just like a naughty kid. You know, it it will take any opportunity to do something on the side. If If it's nothing but trying to fix something. But we are to rest from those things. When you rest, you do nothing. Amen. You do nothing. You, you, but, but you're trusting God. You're praying. And you, your mind is fixed on God. You're excited to see what God is going to do in your behalf. Amen. But you are not toiling. You are not carrying baggage. But you're trusting God. I'm going to read that again. Verse 3, for we who have believed do enter into that rest. Amen. And so we must trust God. Stop striving and striving to achieve out of your own fleshly abilities. And this is where we trust ourselves more than we trust God. Amen. And so God wants us to turn that around. He wants us to surrender to his power, his ability, his authority, his capabilities, and lay our, lay our own, you know, uh, power, if, if we think we have it or whatever, you know, it is, our own abilities, lay it down and stop it because that's pride. Amen? See, pride won't allow God to help because we think we have some type of, um, what is that? We have to keep some kind of profile with man. We have to look a certain way because I can't let them see me down and out. Well, you don't have to let anybody see you down and out. But all you have to do, you know, really you can make people jealous of you and envious because they want what you have if you walk in peace and walk in joy. And they wonder, well, what's she laughing about? I'm laughing because I don't have any worries. <laughs> so you, you allow God to take on your troubles, and you just sit back and, and stay in your word. You don't go to a party and all those kind of things, but, you know, you're, you're at peace with God. And you're trusting him that all things will work together for your good. Amen. So when you enter God's rest, if you don't hear anything else, hear this. You are surrendering surrendering your power and your abilities. You surrender them to God. Amen. And this is why sometimes we say, well, I'm doing everything I can do. I'm, I'm allowing God, but see, there's still some flesh. Some flesh, you're not dead. You got to die. Amen. We have to die. Our flesh must die so that God can pick up our pieces and build whatever it is that we've torn down because of our great ability. Is that making sense? And so we have to surrender to God's power and his authority and allow him to help us. And and then you know what God does when when we allow God, when we cast our cares and our burdens and our problems, when we start trusting God with what bugs us and what's going on in our lives, you know, not only do he start to, uh, you know, pick up the pieces and put them back together, but he renews our strength in the process. In the process, we get a bonus. Amen. So he not only takes over when we release it to him. See, this is why the Bible says, submit yourselves unto God. You know, get under the mighty hands of God. What's that scripture? Yes. Yes. Amen. Submit to God and come under the mighty hand of God or whatever that scripture is. And see, and, and it may look like that's what we're doing, but we don't do that all the time. Amen. Because we're carrying things ourselves Because we really don't want any help because we think everything is okay. But even at the smallest things, God wants to help you. If you're facing a lot of things that that has to get done, trust God with it. Amen. Trust God. Amen. Those burdens are not for you to, to take on as a special project. But you submit them to God. Amen? But see, most people don't because they're not submitted to God. That's what I'm trying to say. You have to be submitted to his power, his authority, his organization, the way he does things. Amen? Because his ways are not like ours. His thoughts are higher. Let God lay out the blueprint and you follow it. Because he has a better way of doing things. Amen? You know, the children of Israel... Was 40 years in the wilderness because they had a, a better plan. But if we would submit to God's plan and do things the way He wants to do them, we'll get through things easier, quicker, better, and faster. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Isaiah 40. We're almost done. Verse 28. Hallelujah. And it talks about how God gives power to the weak and increases their strength. He, only, he can only do that if you let him, if you submit your burdens to him. Amen? You have to submit your burdens to God. In other words, you have to allow him to carry your burdens and you not keep taking them back and picking them up again. So, verse 28 says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. So, in other words, you're depending on a a, a capable God, a God that's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. Amen. His understanding is unsearchable. Are y'all here? His understanding is unsearchable. See, we want to try to figure everything out so we can say, I know God, I know God. And you heard people, I know him, and I know everything he's doing, and and you just don't. Because his understanding is unsearchable. Now, you can understand him, but you have to submit yourself to him and be on one mind. Amen? One mind with him. You know, because we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. But we have to trust him and get in a a right position with him where he tells us. It's called revelation. Revelation knowledge. And when you get to the place where he shares with you, this is the only way you can know and understand what he's doing is through revelation knowledge. Amen? Verse 29 says he gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for increased strength. Verse 30 says, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Amen. What does wait on the Lord mean? It means trusting him. It's like all your money is on riding on God. You don't have a plan B, C, D, E, or F. You're just trusting Him to do whatever it is that He wants to do because He loves you and you love Him. It's, but though, okay, I read that. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. So in other words, down and out one day, up and moving the next. Amen. On top of things the next day. See, God does a quick work. He's not, he's not, it doesn't take him long to do anything that he wants to do. Amen? See, we drag it out because we we like to take the reins. We like, we don't want nobody telling us what to do. And we really don't want God to tell us what to do because we think he's not for us. But if God can <laughs> be for you, who can be against you? In other words, if, if he's for you, you don't need anything else. You don't need anybody else. Amen. But we trust him the least, and we should trust him the most. Verse 31 says, But those who wait, I read that again. Why keep, well, I'm going to read it again. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Maybe somebody needs to hear that again. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. See, there's that word weary. And that's what we've been talking about. God wants you to empty yourself. Empty yourself of everything that you're carrying so he can carry it for you and make it better. Amen. They shall walk and not be weary. And they shall uh, run and not faint or walk and not faint. Run and not be weary. Walk and not faint. So you will not faint. So lay every weight. And run with patience and cross the finish line. This is the only way you're going to cross the finish line is allowing God to carry you, amen, everything that concerns you, everything that's not right, trusting, leaning on him, relying on him. It's the only way to live, amen. David was thrown into the lion's den, but he kept his eye on God who kept him in peace and I'm telling you, he probably went to sleep in his corner. Those lions were in there. They didn't bother him. and He didn't bother them because he was in the midst of a storm, but he was in the eye of the storm. And he was in that, that lion's den with those lions, and they didn't mess with him because he found a place of rest and peace, and I'm sure he went to sleep. Amen. And he was at peace because he knew God was with him. See, when you know God is with you, you do some remarkable things. When you look back and say, you mean I did that?
1: (laughs) Amen.
0: Now, the children of Israel, on the other hand, unlike David, They came to the end of their road. Why? Because they were murmuring and complaining. They didn't have peace and rest in the midst of a storm. Amen. They were mad because Pharaoh was pursuing them to the Red Sea. Why is he pursuing us? You know, God should have left us alone because he was feeding us. And he wasn't really bothering us, and now he's made an enemy of us, and now he's pursuing us, and he's going to kill us, and it's all this murmuring and complaining. They were not at rest. They were not at peace in their situation. Amen? But God still came and opened the Red Sea. See, God had a plan. They didn't even give God a chance to do what he was going to (laughs) do. They were too busy complaining about what God did, and we didn't like that food, and you know, all of these things that we complain about all the time. And nothing changes when we complain like that. Nothing changes. Amen? We're to stay at peace with God. And don't don't count him out. Even if you get out of whack with God, repent. And, and it's so good because when you mess up, all you have to do is repent and mean it in your heart and you're right back in the game. Amen? And so we need to stay at peace with God, but don't count God out. Because he'll always, listen, God will always deal with your enemies. Always. Amen. He did not have those people in the wilderness for nothing. When they were running toward the Red Sea, don't you know he put Pharaoh on that path? He knew where they were going. And he knew what he was going to do. But see, it took some trust, the trust that Abraham had when he led his son Isaac up to be killed. Amen. And he said, if I kill my son, God will raise him back up. He had that much faith in the God that we serve. Amen. That he didn't feel like he was losing anything. Amen. Hallelujah. And so the children of Israel did not have that kind of faith. They complained all the way to the Red Sea. And when they saw the Red Sea part, <laughs> they, they were afraid to go across. Well, it's going to close in on us. Well, look, that's a pathway to freedom. Take it. Amen. And it was, a, it was marvelous works. You know, there's a, a scripture that says, uh, I can't remember where it is, where it says, they forgot the marvelous works that I did for them. Yeah. And so we, we can't know everything that God's going to do but expect him to do something. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Expect him to do something. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalm 46. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 46. And it's verse 10. And I'm sure you know the scripture. I can find it, it'd be nice. 4610 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. And I will be exalted in the earth. Amen. So God already knows his position. He knows who he is. He's not trying to become anything. You know, he already is. (laughs) Amen. He's just trying to get us to trust him so that he can show his great mighty powers in our life. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God really He wants us to not be called to silence, but God is addressing the wicked, Amen. And He is saying, "I am that I am." God is proving to your enemies who He is. He's not saying He's saying, "Get out of my way." That's what He's saying. Stop trying to control everything. But He's telling your enemies, when you take your hands off of it, He's saying, "Cease." and desist Desist. leave them alone he's he's tying their hands behind their back god is working for you and he's working for me amen (laughs) see some things you just have to know but you have to take your god wants us to take our hands off of these situations we get into so he can prove himself strong on our behalf cease and desist amen and this is what you tell the devil Take your hands off of my situation. Take your hands off of my son. Take your hands off of my daughter. Take your hands off of my husband, my wife. Amen. Cease and desist. And this is what God is telling your enemies while you're trying to figure out how to keep him from getting in your business because you already know what you want to do. Amen. But God knows what's going on, and he has the best answer for every situation that we can ever be in. So he's not saying be quiet and be silent when he says rest. He's just saying calm down. Everybody say this. Calming. Isn't that calm? Wow. And that's all God is saying. Do you feel that? Hallelujah. And that's all God is saying. Shhh. Hallelujah. And he wants us to calm down and allow him to take the reins so that he can fix whatever's broken in your life. It's all he wants to do. He don't want to pay you back for nothing you did wrong. He doesn't want to pay you back for your mistakes. Jesus already died for those mistakes that you're going to make again, and me too. Amen? But he wants us to just calm down and enter into a place of peace so that he can do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think according to the power that we allow him to use in our lives. What do we think God wants? It's about what we think. Amen. What do we think God wants to do in our, I think he wants to clean it up, bless, add favor. Amen. According to Amos 9, 13, do uh, exceed all that we could ever think, exceed what we we ever invested in the kingdom. He wants to do good all the time toward us. Amen. But he just wants us to calm down. And enter into rest so that he's able to do all of these things because he loves us so much. Amen. Matthew 14. Hallelujah. I just want to lay down. <laughs> Amen. I think it's Matthew 14, verse 28. Sure feel good in here. And this is the story we talked about, Peter walking on the water. I'm just going to read it just for those of you that haven't read it lately. And Peter answered him, this is Jesus, and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw, and underline that word, saw, because he started to look in the natural. See, we see in the spirit realm what's not there. Amen. We see in the invisible realm. But Peter started to see what was going on. It says that the wind was boisterous. He was afraid and beginning, beginning to sink. And he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. Amen. In other words, he lost his focus. And in verse 31, it says, And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O oh, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? So doubt causes us to sink. Amen. 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 But is God mad at you and or me because we get in fear? No. What did Jesus do? Extended his hand. Amen. Amen. <laughs> all he wanted all he wanted Peter to do is continue to focus on him and move into a position of peace. Amen. So that he could work out everything in his life. Amen. So Peter walked on water. But when he saw the wind or when he lost his focus, he began to sink. So we know. See, we're to learn from these things. Don't lose focus. Keep focused. Stay focused with God and what he's called you to do. If you don't, well, what am I supposed to do until he blesses me, until the prize comes? Keep doing his will. Amen. Amen. Do his will. Take care of your assignment. Do what God told you to do and help others. Minister. There's a ministry called reconciliation. God is always busy, and he uses people in that. Amen. There's always something to do. Don't give in to your emotions. And that's what God wants to, during the storm. Amen. Now, God has armed us for every battle. And so don't give in to your emotions because God hasn't even pulled his six shooter out yet. Amen. Out of your pocket. <laughs> you didn't know it was in there. But God will, will equip you. He's equipped us to deal with every situation that comes our way. Amen. But sometimes we get ahead of God or too far behind his plans and we get into a fog, and we don't know what to do. And and that's a time when we stop and just reflect on God. Get in your word. And that's why we need to meditate on the word. If we change our thinking, change how we think, change the things you think about, there's much peace. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, most of the, the strife and troubles that we face start up here in our minds. Amen. And as jo- Joyce Meyer says something that I like, she said, where the mind go, the man follows. So if you think wrong, you're going to eventually do wrong. But you have to, even wrong thinking, turn it over to God. Amen. And, and meditate in the word. When you don't think right, you know it. Amen. Amen you know and and get those thoughts cleared up get, you know the bible says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind get your mind renewed in the word amen hallelujah but when you're 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 in a situation god has armed us for every battle and he will strengthen you if you feel weak when you're weak, he's strong in you. Amen? When you feel incapable of doing anything, God is there to help you. He'll give you the strength that you need, but you've got to let him. Amen? Hallelujah. Isaiah 30. I think we went in there once, didn't we? Yeah, we were in 40. I should have given it to you at once, but I didn't. Amen? Isaiah 30, 15. This is for this saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and re- in returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Amen. Hallelujah. See, when you're you're all into everything, hyped up, and you know, concerned, and you you you've said too much, done too much. There's no victory in that. But the Bible says in quietness and confidence. And you witness that when there's a peace and a hush over the atmosphere, the anointing is there. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So let's do 15 again. In returning and rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. But you would not. Am I supposed to keep going? No, I don't want to go in there. That's gonna open up a whole can of worms. I don't want to go. <laughs> I'm staying over here. Amen. So God has God has you in um, in the palm of His hands. Amen. Let's flow with this. He has you in the eye of the storm. He's already made provision for you in the storm. He's already made a way of escape for you in the storm. Amen? So have peace. God is trying to get all of us in a place of peace. And this is where he wants us. The disciples were in the storm with Jesus. And Jesus rebuked the wind. And what does that word rebuke? You know what that rebuke means. When you re- I rebuke you, that's why you, you shouldn't rebuke people. Number one, you can't anyway. <laughs> I rebuke you in the name. Of- I don't understand. <laughs> it's just so funny, but that don't work. Amen. <laughs> okay. But he rebuked the wind. Amen. And when you rebuke something, you you forbid it to exist. You condemn its right. Amen. You condemn its right to be or to exist. Now, this is one thing I want you to understand about God. God will never use the elements that he... See, anything that God has created, he won't use against his creation. God does not use... The weather, which he created, the wind, he doesn't use that against man. Why would he fight you like that? Don't you kind of think that's kind of dirty? <laughs> he will not fight you with, he will not do that. This is why he condemned the wind, he rebuked it. He said, Cease to exist. Because he will not use the elements against his creation because he created that, amen. Now he, he spoke to the, to the waves and told and rebuked those waves and, or bind the waves, and said, "You know, stop, but see, the waves were uh, the waves were a result of the wind, so in other words, the wind was boisterous. And it kicked up, and then the waves started beating. And that's what made that ship crazy. But the waves were a result of the wind. So he rebuked the wind. And when he did that, there was a calm. He did that to show Peter and the other disciples to use their authority. Because we have the same authority. Amen? Amen. Amen. So you can rebuke anything that's getting out of out of you know it's normal behavior but you cannot use this stuff against a believer don't try because god does not allow witchcraft to be worked against you so why would you try to do that to somebody else amen but he took care he he caused the 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 wind and the waves to be still. In other words, he forbid its right. He said, you don't have a right to come against my disciples and Peter and me, because I'm on this boat too. So he said, return to your normal state. Amen. You can, you can command things that get out of whack to return to its normal state. And that's all he was doing. Amen. You'd be surprised people found fault in that. Well, he was he was cursing the wind and he was cursing the. He didn't do that. He just forbid it to to to. He said cease to do what you're doing, because my creation, my top creation, is out here on the water, and he just said return to its normal state. And you can do that whenever your life gets out of whack. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. You can say return to your normal state, because we have uh, the power and authority and dominion to do what Jesus did. Whatever Jesus did, you can do. Amen? So, the reason I'm saying this is to let you know, storms don't have to get out of hand unless you let them. We have power and dominion. Whenever you're going through a storm, whenever things are all array and looks like you don't know what's going on in your life, you can tell it to return to your normal state. Are y'all here? That's great power. That's all Jesus did when Peter walked on that water and became afraid because he focused on the wind, and that's why he rebuked the winds and the waves. He was showing us what we can do in a storm. Amen? So you can command a storm to get out of your life. You don't have to call Jesus and say, you don't care about us. You're back there sleeping. But you can, you can command it to return to its normal state. Amen? Amen? Amen. And so storms will try to steal your peace. But you have the authority. You have the power. You have the dominion. You have the authority to ha- find peace in the middle of a storm. And this is what God was trying to show us. Amen. So find God in your storm. He's in the midst of the storm with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Isaac was a man that faced trouble in his life, and he experienced one setback after another. But when he was uh, over in the storms of life, he came out on top. He came out a winner. He came out a finisher. He came out a survivor. Isaac, God said, go to Gerar. As you know, and there was a famine in Gerar. Well, why would God tell me to go somewhere and there was a famine? Because He he's your sustainer. He's your source. And he He wanted to prove something to all of us. Amen. And we're still reading about it. And I hope we're believing it. Amen. But it says Isaac uh, sold in that land. Amen. And received a hundredfold Amen. in the same season. And that happened. Why? Because he trusted in God. When he, How do you prosper during a famine? But Isaac prospered because God was with him in the storm. Amen? Everybody that Isaac connected to was blessed. They were covered. God had their backs in the storm. And so God will instruct you what to do during a storm. We have power and authority and we also have dominion. If you want to write down Genesis 26, verse one through six, and that's when Isaac was called by God to go to Gerar and dwell there in that land of famine. And then write down Genesis 12:16, where it says Isaac sold in the land and received a hundredfold in the same year. What did it mean by he sold? He obeyed. He didn't run from God. He didn't run from trouble. He didn't run from the famine. Amen? But he prospered there in the famine. God can do anything. So don't ever think that your storm is too difficult for God to intervene. Whatever you have to do, share it with God. Let God know. Let God know that you want to come through a winner. Amen? Because God's given us everything to win every situation in our lives. You know, I don't care what it is. I don't care what the devil has attacked you with. God is in there with you. So don't give up on God. Don't count him short. Don't count him out because you don't see where he is. God is always behind the scenes working for us. Jesus is always sitting on the right hand of the Father, forever making intercession for us. And so if Jesus is praying for us and God is with us, how can you lose? Amen. How can you lose? Amen. You cannot lose. There is no, no, lo- you don't lose with God. But see, you have to get your thinking right. And God wants us to think right and think healthy. You know, think on things that he told us to read Philippians 4.8. It'll tell you everything that you're supposed to- God tells you everything to do so you won't be in trouble. Amen. We get in trouble anyway, but does God close his hands to us? No, he doesn't. God is there to help us through. You know, whether we we're whatever we've done. He's a forgiving and a loving God, and he will not turn his back on you during a storm. He is with us. Amen. It's a mighty terrible one. And you need to remember it is written. It is written. Amen. And there is peace during your trial there's peace during the storm amen well why don't we stop father we thank you and we praise you and we lift you up in jesus name amen we praise you and we thank you we thank you for your word lord we thank you that you never leave us during a storm during troubled times that you are with us always as a mighty terrible one and so we thank you father we know that you're coming through for us We know. We we just put our faith and our trust in you, and we rest. We rest. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise God. If there's anybody that needs prayer, I can pray for you before we go. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Come on up if you need prayer.